Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward Mini Episode Edition. How you doing? Hope everyone's doing well. I want to give a special shout out to anyone else who is crippled by seasonal allergies right now. Oh my God, I didn't know that pollen could do the things that it's doing to my body. I actually went to urgent care because I, I thought I was dying this morning. And no, then I got the the medicine over the counter that they, they ask you, are you going to make meth with this? And I said, Mm, maybe. No, I said no. Sudafed. And that has saved my life. So shout out to anyone else who is filled with pounds of mucus in the body right now. I just had to get that off my chest and out of my body. I'd love to get everything out of my chest if I could. <laughs> okay. Anyway, for today's mini episode, this is a little fun one, just like a little tiny teaser that I've wanted to do for a while because if you, like me, spend time on TikTok or YouTube, you have probably seen some sort of Cupcake Remix video. Cupcake is the name of a rapper, and she does these very, let's just say not G-rated songs, okay? She does provocative, sexual, X-rated type of songs. Uh, Her song titles include Deep Throat, Vagina, uh, Squidward Nose, lyrics such as Hump Me, fuck me, daddy better make me choke. Anyway, it's it's pretty out there. And in a hilarious turn of events, sometimes the internet really does something good. People have been taking the most vulgar parts of her songs and the moans and groans within them and turning them into remixes of like Taylor Swift, Adele, even Beethoven, Hump, 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 hump me till I come. Anyway, I've been seeing little things like that on TikTok and it probably got big. I want to say maybe like six months ago, you couldn't go on the app without seeing one of those videos. But I have just kind of always wondered who's the woman behind the moans and and what's going on there. And let's take some time to learn a little bit about her. So the next time I giggle over one of these videos, I'll know a little bit more about what's going on. So before we get into this episode, I would be remiss if I didn't just play a few snippets of some of my favorite cupcake remixes that have been going around online. Here are some of my favorites. Is this my pussy? Is this my vagina? Caught in a asshole. No escape from my vagina. Let it come. Let it come. Suck my pussy till it So without further ado, let's learn a little bit more about the woman behind these songs. So Cupcake is the name of her like rap name. We're going to talk a little bit about her persona and how it's different than who she actually is. Cupcake is Elizabeth Eden Harris. She was born May 31st, 1997. She is an American rapper from Chicago, Illinois, and she's best known for her brazen, hypersexual, kind of comical persona and music. And is it a persona or is it not? We're going to talk about this a little bit later because she has tweeted either in trolling fashion or honest fashion about how she's a virgin and she actually has never had sex. It's very interesting. I'm always a little bit uh, mystified, intrigued, and curious about these artists who do different 
personas. So this is what she said in an interview with Dazed. She said, Elizabeth is the person you're talking to now. Elizabeth is a homebody, don't want to go out. She's just chill and more laid back intelligent. And then you have Marilyn Monroe and she's like an internet troll. She just says the wildest shit whenever she feels. She has the don't give a fuck attitude. That's just what it is. And then you have Cupcake. She's the performer. She's the sexual side. She's the freak. Cupcake wants to be out and wants to be seen. And I always find that I like that. You know, I really do like that. I know some people people think it's a little bit inauthentic and we definitely see this way more with women than we do men for you know for rappers for pop stars it is just always expected for women to be change your hair change your outfit change your body have a new aesthetic have a new album have something that changes each time and have a different persona and do flips in the air and it's so funny because then you just see Ed Sheeran with his guitar and he's like hey I'm gonna loop it and it's going to make different sounds, and it's just me up here. And whenever you think of female artists who are doing that kind of persona, I think of Lana Del Rey and Lizzie Grant. I think of Lady Gaga, you know, who is Lady Gaga and her meat dress, all of that. I kind of see it almost as a little bit of a built-in defense mechanism. And I think of that sometimes even with Fluently Forward. If I see people shitting on me online and they go, I hate that Fluently Forward bitch, I go, ha ha. But they didn't say Shannon. (laughs) So it is a little bit nice to kind of have a different name and a little bit of a different persona out there. I could imagine if you're going to be tossed into this world of fame. So just a little TLDR on her before we get into her childhood. She started her career as a rapper in 2012 by releasing material on Online. And she's notorious for being an independent artist, doing everything on her own. She doesn't have a record label. She doesn't have some sort of manager putting out statements on her behalf. It's all her, all online. And she really got famous in 2015 when two of her songs, like I said before, Deep Throat and Vagina, <laughs> went viral on video sharing platforms. And if you've heard any snippets of Cupcake's music, it's probably from those two songs. And ever since that, she's been doing singles ever since. So let's learn a little bit more about who Cupcake is. And speaking of cupcakes, if you're in the mood to maybe have a healthier cupcake, let me tell you a little bit about Sakara. okay? Sakara is a company and a program that has flexible signature nutrition programs. Basically, if you are looking to have meals delivered to your home and you want to make sure that they are healthy you can sign up for Sakara. They will send you meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner. You can pick which meals during the day and how many days out of the week you want to get meals from them. And the meals that I have had from Sakara, you are eating. My friend Marin from Life of Marin, who I'm going to be on her podcast soon, she's doing Sakara this month. And we were talking about how crazy it is that for breakfast, you are eating like carrot cake and pumpkin muffins and all of these fun things, but they're made from like that almond flour and everything is so good for you. So if you want to check out more about Saqqara's meals, or maybe you just want to get some supplements or probiotics or teas or bars and you want a little discount, go to Saqqara.com, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash fluently to get 20% off of your first order. That is Saqqara.com slash fluently. Now, back to the other type of cupcake. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about her background and how she grew up. So like I mentioned, her name's Elizabeth. She was born in Chicago, and she was raised by a single mother, and she spent nearly four years in Chicago's homeless shelters. This was a little bit that I researched about her. At the age of 10, Cupcake and her mom were evicted. I'm just going to say Cupcake, by the way, because I feel like 
she doesn't really go by Elizabeth. So anyway, so at the age of 10, Cupcake and her mom were evicted from their home due to owning a dog that they weren't permitted to have, which is just such a, like, isn't that just a sentence that makes you just so freaking sad? Like, let them keep the dog. Anyway, her mom, whose name is Lynn, also lost her job around the same time. And this is what she has said about that time in her life. Quote, it was a struggle because going to school during those years, it kind of fucked up my childhood. I'm not going to lie. Just a little bit because we'll go to these shelters and I'll be so embarrassed to walk home because I'll know that the school I go to is like right by the shelter. And I think this is really sweet. She said that she dreams of someday opening her own homeless shelter, both to honor her time spent sleeping in shelters and to give back to the community that's facilitated her success. And she periodically offers to pay bills and rents for her fans in need, which, you know, over here with the fluently forward floozies, the name of Cupcake's fans are Slurpers. So she's periodically paid bills, rent, and just helped them out, which I I make a mental note of like different celebrities who do that. And it is, ironically enough, I think the celebrities and the artists who do things independently and aren't with some sort of like huge company, I usually find that they are the ones giving back more, which by the way, fluentlyforward.com slash pay it fluently forward. Wait, is that the name of it? Let me just look it up. Because if you have a nonprofit or a small business of your own, Fluently Forward, we do give giveaways and sometimes just send donations to other floozies who are working on projects. So yeah, fluentlyforward.com. And then you can click the button that says pay it fluently forward. If you have something that you're looking for help on, drop it in my uh, always open and running Google Doc and I will reach out to you. So anyway, let's get back to Cupcake. So she has spoken a little bit about that growing up. She got an early start into music and poetry. And by the age of 10, she was involved in her local church and she would start performing there. Mostly she would recite poetry about her Christianity and her faith. But when she was 13, she met somebody at church who encouraged her to turn her poetry into rap music. And then she just became infatuated with the art form. And I'm reminded of if you're a member of our Patreon, patreon.com slash fluently forward, we did an episode all about Timbaland. And it's so funny because his love of music also started in the church. So this is like an interesting pattern that I see in doing this research. Now, her mom was really supportive of her love of the rap music art form. So even though they were limited on funds, her mom took the last $50 that she had and gave it to Cupcake to buy studio time for her. And I'm also reminded a little bit, I think we did, oh my God, once again, it was over on Patreon. We did an episode about Megan the Stallion. And that is also a similar pattern of someone whose mom was really supportive of their work with this music. Now, something that is a little bit dark here, so trigger warning if anybody wants to like skip ahead maybe a couple of minutes. This was a sentence on Wikipedia that I was shocked by, so I Googled around and I found differing things about this online. I'm just going to read the first sentence. It said, in the lyrics of her song Ace Hardware, Cupcake recounts her experiences struggling with depression and being raped by her father, who is a pastor. When I read that sentence, I have to be honest, my heart kind of stopped. Uh, to me, that's just, I mean, that's just unfathomable. Not only like the pain of that, but I can't think of like a worse betrayal for anyone to experience. So I was looking around and Googling because I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And the only reference on Wikipedia, you know how they have different citations that back that up, was the lyrics of her song Ace Hardware. And in that song, she 
does refer to somebody who's getting raped by their father every night, but it's hard to tell is that song autobiographical or is it not? And in other places online, they say that she has never ever met her father before. So there's different things out there. She has spoken about her father. She's referred to him as a deadbeat, as a con artist, and as a child molester. So in 2015, she tweeted, I'm the daughter of a pastor that is a thief, a con artist. He is deadbeat. He is a rapist, a child molester, the devil in a church. And then in 2018, remember when Ariana Grande got groped by that preacher, which like good God, what's going on? She retweeted someone who was talking about that on Twitter. And she said, yeah, my father is a pastor and he got a 17 year old pregnant, sells knockoff purses, stole money out of the churches and has been to jail for the most corrupted shit. So yeah, with that being said, I learned most pastors are corrupted. The Bible is free read it yourself, people. So whether or not, I don't know exactly her relationship. Has she met her dad? Was she abused by her father? But we can kind of say unequivocally, he's not a good guy, whether she has met him personally, or this is just something that she's heard about him. And I wonder too, what her experience has been like knowing that she kind of got her start in the church. This is where she discovered her love of music. And then having a father You know, religion is just so twisted because I think that there's so many great aspects of it. I find the concept of faith so beautiful. I find the community aspect so heartwarming. And I know that there's a lot of different churches and temples and mosques out there that do a lot of great things. But that being said, why are there always so many evil perverts in it? I mean, absolutely wild. So that's a little bit about her growing up. And let's get into some of this music. So she released her first music video called Gold Digger onto YouTube in 2012. She was only 15 when it was released. And she continued to release original music as well as freestyles on YouTube. And she got over 800,000 subscribers. Super impressive. Now, 2015, like I mentioned, this is when she really blew up with the song Vagina. Uh, She said that she was inspired by that song, My Neck my back, lick my pussy and my crack. And then a month later, she released the song Deep Throat. And obviously these just went mega viral. You've definitely heard like little clips of them. And her songs are, here's the thing. She has a repertoire of different music, but obviously when you're looking through and you see a song like Deep Throat or Juicy Coochie or Pedophile, those ones are going to stick out to you more. And she's talked about this in different interviews about how her music is sexual, or at least the sexual songs that she does are always talked about more than the other ones. And she said, here we go. I feel like I've been doing music for so long. And the thing about it is I got noticed off the freaky music and the sexual music. That's what I got noticed off of, but I've got over 50 songs out out of those songs. Only three is freaky. Do you see what I'm saying? And I find that interesting too. A little bit of tea. Well, it's not really tea, but I remember back when I started the podcast and I was so honestly, I love you guys for listening. I just got so lucky with it. I don't know how people started listening to this, but I'm very grateful for it. And when I was shopping around with different media networks before I went with Cake Media, I remember I talked to someone and it could have been like Acast or Audio Boom. It began with an A and I only had like 15 episodes out. And I remember the one guy I was talking to, he was like, oh, your episode's all about like conservative stuff, huh? I was like, um, 
we only have one episode about like the Clinton body count and the other 14 are about like Taylor Swift being bi and Harry Styles. Like, what are you on about? Like, that's not what my podcast is at all. That's just like one of the episodes. So it's really funny how people can put their goggles on to kind of see what they want to see or whatever triggers them is something that highlights them. And this made a lot of sense to me too. Like I didn't know that she's put out tons and tons of songs and only a few of them are about this sexual stuff. So she continues. She said, I wanted to do it all. I wanted to touch on pedophiles, on abuse. I want to touch on being poor. I want to touch on everything, including being sexual. It's 18 songs and only three are freaky. I touched on street music, on violence, on cop killing. I touched on a lot of situations. It's very versatile. And I think that's something where, you know, I've only seen clips of her remixes on TikTok. I would have had no idea about that. Now, that being said, when she released her second mixtape, STD, Shelters to Deltas, the single was Best Dick Sucker, and then there's other tracks on there like Doggy Style. So I'm kind of trying to work my head around it. Is she putting out this music because it goes viral and the, you know sensation of it kind of brings more eyeballs to it? Or is that actually kind of doing her a disservice? Because we all know it's very easy for women to get pigeonholed into this like sexual, I don't know, box, pigeon box. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think of this in different aspects of Hollywood. I think of how Megan Fox was deemed this sex symbol, and it feels like she's consistently trying to work her way out of it. I'm an actress. I'm an actress. I'm into astrology. I have special interests. And everyone goes, no, 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 you're bent over a car in Transformers. I think of Kim Kardashian, right, getting Kim Kardashian, if anyone's listening to Michaela on TikTok, but she got her start through a sex tape, right? And now she's really trying to brand herself as this business mogul and this billionaire, like, fuck off, suck my dick. Anyway, but anyone else could have gotten to that business mogul title and reputation quicker than her. And I think it was because she got her start with that sex tape. Or even I was recently watching, if anybody pays attention to Stella Berry, she is a girl on TikTok who's always talking about how much she loves anal sex. I hope my parents aren't listening to this episode. I don't, it's just like going to be a graphic one, guys. Anyway, I was listening and watching her on somebody's podcast and I noticed that her and Riley Reed and other porn stars, whenever they do podcasts, they make sure to really reference all of the books that they're reading, the, the philosophy that they're interested in. And I can't help but think... You know, that's almost like a, a purposeful overcorrection they do because you have to go so much farther to get out of the box of being pigeonholed into sex when you start off with that as kind of like your public reputation. So people have asked her about this in an interview. They said, do you feel like the media overly focuses on your sexual image? And she said, definitely. I could do the most serious song and it would probably only get 50,000 views. But as soon as I do something sexual, it's going to get millions of views. It's just like, what the fuck, you know? I'm more than my sexual songs and I've proven that plenty of times, but the media only picks up on what they want to pick up. Let me tell you a little bit about Next Evo Naturals and their CBD products. I take Next Evo Naturals. You've probably seen me taking them on Instagram. I have two particular use cases for CBD. One, when I've had too much coffee and I get the jitters, I take a couple CBD gummies. And then also, sometimes you wake up in a foul mood and you don't know why. And for some reason, taking CBD just always makes me feel de-stressed and in a much better mood. So I've been taking Next Evo Naturals for 
I want to say about a year now, and I absolutely love them. I love the taste. I love the smart sorb CBD that they use. So basically, this means that you're getting faster absorption than any other product, four times faster than other products. They also have a great deal for Fluently Forward listeners. So if you want to upgrade your CBD, go to nextevo.com slash fluently to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com slash fluently. And here are some examples of the other songs that she's done. She has a single called Picking Cotton that was a protest song about racist cops. She she has a song called Spider-Man Dick and LGBT, but that was a song that was, she said, quote, strictly for the gay community to let them know that they are loved and they don't need to feel judged. Now, Cupcake has also had different struggles with mental health throughout her life. In January 2019, she was taken to a hospital in Chicago after tweeting that she was going to commit suicide. She posted on Twitter the next day, quote, I've been fighting with depression for the longest. Sorry that I did it public last night, but I'm okay. I went to the hospital and finally getting the help that I need to get through, be happy, and deliver great music. Thanks for all the prayers, but please don't worry about me. And what's crazy is that she was taken to that hospital on January 8th. And on January 11th, she released the single Squidward Knows. I swear to God, these independent artists, in my mind, work so much harder than people who are with a label. Or maybe that's because you hear all of this stuff, ooh, like my label won't let me release this, etc. I feel like there's a lot more freedom in being independent. Anyway, she's also done different remixes, like Lil Nas X's song Old Town Road. She did a remix of that called Old Town Ho. Now, what I want to talk about, what we mentioned earlier, was that in 2022, she tweeted this. I literally never had sex in my life. That's why I'm so addicted to making music about it. Y'all never put that together. And it really led to a debacle on the internet. Is she a virgin or is she not? Where are these lyrics coming from? Because after seeing that tweet, I do kind of listen to some of her songs and it's like, you know hump me, fuck me, slap my ass like a drum. Like those aren't things that you typically, at least for me, say during lovemaking. So I'm like, maybe this is kind of parody music, but also at the same time, I feel like she's trolling and she's definitely had sex, right? Like she has a song called Cum Shot. Anyway, she's also had different moments throughout her career of wanting to make music versus wanting to take a break. So in September 2019, she made several posts on social media criticizing different artists such as Camilla Cabello and Shawn Mendes in an Instagram Live video. She also accused Camilla Cabello of racism, which I feel like would be a fact if anybody has not seen her old Tumblr accounts and shit that she said about Normani on there. Definitely go check that out. And she said before, this is going to be the last video of me that you'll see. I'm completely done with music. She said that she would no longer be releasing music to the public. Uh, But then she comes back and she does do more music. It's kind of reminded me a little bit of Doja Cat, this idea of like, you know, a black female rapper who started off kind of doing like parody music and being very online and going back and forth with this idea of what's my persona versus who I actually am and am I making more music or am I getting sick of it? I just see similarities between the two of them. Now in 2021, this is when her songs went viral on TikTok, mainly in the form of remixes. She ended up joining the platform later and I was trying to research, does she make money off of these remixes if they're copyright claimed? I couldn't find a good answer off of it, but I hope she does because like it's, it's, I'm not listening to the remixes 
to hear the original song, I'm listening for like her moans and like her little insertions. And just wrapping up things here, different artists that she said that she respects and admires. Somebody said, is there anyone you'd love to work with that you haven't worked with yet? And she said, Chance the Rapper and Rihanna. Chance the Rapper because he's independent and I love the independence of him. And Rihanna because of her sexuality and how she just goes out and wears her nipples out. I felt that truth back a long way. So yeah, those two. So there we go. That's a little bit about the woman behind all of those viral remixes that you have been hearing online. So I'm excited to see what happens with Cupcake in the future. Is she going to continue to go down this path of making these hypersexual songs that kind of make people giggle? Or is she going to try and kind of get out of that pigeonholed box? It's, it's very interesting to think about. I think that a lot of artists just hate the concept of being pigeonholed in any sense. We talked about this in our episode where we did comparing female artists, right? Like Mariah Carey doesn't want to be compared to Ariana Grande. That's like a comparison. That's some. That's a narrative that the media puts on you. Taylor Swift didn't like how everybody's saying her songs are about boys. So then she puts out songs about friendship and her house up in Rhode Island because she wants to fight back against that. So I find it interesting how these people, you know, once you start to get a narrative, artists deliberately want to try and stray away from that. So that's a little bit about Cupcake. I'm going to go binge some of her remixes on TikTok right now. Thank you for hanging out with me, and I will see you on Friday for a Patreon episode of Fluently Forward or next Monday for a full one on the podcast. Thanks for hanging out with me, and have a good rest of your week, guys. Bye.